0: Hello and welcome to the Royal Blue Podcast, where we like to discuss all things championship football and, of course, our beloved Birmingham City. It's another round of midweek fixtures and another handful of surprises. Uh, We'll be rounding up the key results and offering our analysis as we hit 10 game weeks in the championship. Of course, we'll also be discussing the major points from Blue's difficult trip to face Queen's Park Rangers at the Keon Prince Foundation Stadium before previewing the home tie against a resurgent Nottingham Forest. But before we go any further, I must introduce your hosts. My name is Alex and I'm joined by my always fervent co-host, Joe. Joe, how are you today? Are you still feeling any optimism for Blue's season?
1: Um, yeah, I am actually. Uh, there'll be, I've been on plenty of Blue's fan chats and speaking to plenty of Blue's fans at uh, at the game on Tuesday night, and uh, mm. the perf- the the result didn't reflect the performance too much. Mm. Uh, but we'll get into that later in the show. Um, of course, you know QPR are a good side, yeah. uh, so let's not get too bogged down with with mm. with the result for now. But um, yeah, we've got a lot to cover and not a lot of time to do it in. This is going to be a shorter episode, isn't it? Um, it is. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, we'll get into it and uh, should should still be a good one. Yeah, I look forward to your uh, hearing your take on the
0: QPR game. But first, we're going to do our quick roundup of the key fixtures uh, from midweek. That's all coming up very shortly. So let's get straight into it then. Uh, our championship roundup uh, from the midweek fixtures. Uh, We've picked out five or six that we're going to cover on this episode uh, in a bit more depth, Um, starting with, and I'm sure Joe will be absolutely delighted uh, to start with this one. Yes, he is. (laughs) Luton Town thrashing Coventry, five goals to nil. It was Elijah Adebayo, now on five goals for the season, and Harry Cornick, who both grabbed doubles as Luton Town snapped their six-match winless streak in emphatic style by thrashing Coventry City at Kenilworth Road. The Hatters raced into a four-goal lead by half-time, with Adebayo netting an early penalty before Cornick made it 2-0 and then set up Luke Berry for the third. Adebayo's tap-in on the stroke of half-time put the home side out of sight, and Cornick hit the fifth with a deflected effort to complete Coventry's humiliation. The victory... Luton's biggest since their league two days in 2017 lifted them to ninth place, while the Sky Blues slipped to fourth. Where did this result come from? Commentary have had such a good start to the season, and Luton have been so inconsistent. They've scored five goals. They've got it's a convincing win. What, what do you make of this one?
1: That's the thing with inconsistency, though. You can just spring up and and perform so well. Uh, what they've got, what Luton really need to focus on now is harnessing the the energy and the 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 word say the word, the, say the word. I, no I'm not gonna say the word <laughs> harnessing the the essence of that performance and mm. and using that uh, all the time really I mean I'm delighted that Coventry uh I mean not only did they lose they got absolutely battered and I do seem to remember saying on the last on the very last episode <laughs> that when I can't wait for Coventry to get absolutely battered um <laughs> But uh, look, it's a Luton Town with with that win. Let's let's not focus too much on Coventry for now because mm-hmm. that's a massive win for Luton Town. They one they really needed, um, and it is the kind of win that will give them uh, that will give them the confidence to go out and play the football that we know. And they have, they've have just shown they can play. I just I hope that they don't do what they've done so far this season, which is you know, be inconsistent because mm. that's that's a huge problem in this league. If you, it's all well and good having uh, one or two really good wins in a season, but if in between them you're losing yeah. or drawing games mm. where you could be winning, you're not going to get anywhere. Well, that's just a really good point. And I think we saw that with Birmingham, obviously an
0: early 5-0 win over Luton early in the season. That sort of created a lot of optimism, but it seems since that that Blues haven't really harnessed that and managed to build
1: we'll momentum. On, I'll say the word. We, we will get onto the Blues section, and I've of course, got- of
0: course, we will. But I think there's, it's it's interesting to see how the, the, they react after that. Of course, complacency might enter the question. You know, it's, it's a competitive league. You can't go into games thinking, "Well, we've just won five nil." Um, surely, you know, we can we can get a win here as well. No matter who you're playing, there still needs to be that degree of. Of uh, structure and organisation and preparation for games, um, but Luton, you know, they in their last five games they drawn four and lost one. So to come out of the blocks all of a sudden, score five goals, keep a clean sheet as well, which is which is always important. It's a huge, huge result for them, as you say, and and they're up to against nine against
1: one of the against one of the best defences in the league to Absolutely. this point. Yeah. Um, I mean, the only so obviously it was at Kenilworth. I would have been interested to see if it was. At the Co- Coventry Builders Society Stadium, whatever <laughs> that's what it's called. Um, if it was there, if it was at Coventry, would the result have been different? You know. Yeah. I think. Um. Uh. And on a on a slightly different tone, I think Coventry away, by the way, is will be the next game I want to try and go to away from home. Mm-hmm. Um. I have to try. I have to try and get there.
0: Well, I mean, it's. Uh, I think it's actually fairly straightforward from the main Coventry station. I think there's a you can. can oh get yeah, to pretty easy to get to. But but it's again, you looking at the form of the two teams. I think anyone could be forgiven for not expecting quite uh, such a win for Luton. Coventry had got three wins in their last five, um, and looked looked good. You know, it, it's it's just shows you the unpredictability of the championship. Um, and and the, I suppose the, the silver lining for Coventry is they they're only down to fourth there's no need for any panic. It might actually give them a bit of um, a kick at the backside that they need. That's,
1: that's a good point. We, you were talking a few minutes ago about complacency and maybe that's mm. what happened with blues. Um, maybe that's what happened in this game. It's more than understandable for a team like Coventry to get a little bit ahead of themselves. You know, they are they are in a really good position in the league, you know, tied, tied for first place. Yeah. Uh, at one point, you know, in fact, they were top of the league briefly. Mm. Um, so it'd be easy for them to get ahead of themselves and and assume that a win against a Luton Town team in poor Ford would come easily. But as, as we well know in this league, no win comes easily. Not no. against anyone. No, absolutely. And um, speaking of wins,
0: a huge win for Steve Cooper's Nottingham Forest uh, as they travel to Barnsley on, uh, on Wednesday night. Is it Wednesday night or is it Tuesday night? I keep getting my nights. It was was Wednesday night. night. (laughs) night. (laughs) Uh, Nottingham Forest launched a second half fight back to beat Barnsley at Oakwell and give manager Steve Cooper his first win since taking charge. Uh, The Tykes went ahead against the run of play when Tobias Figueredo hauled down Corley Woodrow who stepped up to stroke the penalty kick into the bottom corner. And Forrest made their mounting pressure pay when substitute Lewis Graben sent Brennan Johnson racing clear and he squared the ball for Philip Zinka Nagle. I knew when I saw that name I was going to get right, it wrong. Right, it's a great Zinca name. Nagel. Love that name. Uh, and he Zinca slotted Nagel. into an empty net. <laughs> it's a good name. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the clinical <laughs> <laughs> counter-attack allowed Zinca Nagle. it's that man again, uh, to return the favour, sending Johnson away to fire in a low shot. And Graben added a late third from close range, teed up by Alex Mighton's surging run to the byline. Uh, It's a a big win for Forrest, a Forrest side that we know have really struggled so far. They've had the change of manager. um, A big three points. It takes them out of the relegation zone into 20th place uh, on eight points, but it's only on goal difference that they are out of the relegation zone. A big win though, Joe.
1: Well, I mean, out of the relegation zone is out of the relegation zone, you know, and at this point of the season, they won't care by Hucks or by Crux how how they're out of it. Mm. Uh, Certainly after the start they had, um, of course, helped by the Derby County you know, debacle, shall we say? Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, one, a player I want to talk about is is Philip Zinkernagel, the on loan Watford striker. He's going to be massive for them this season mm-hmm. in terms of putting the ball in the back of the net, similar to Blues really, because that that's been their biggest issue so far. You know, beyond anything else, you can't win a game if you don't score goals. And that's something that I know a lot of blues fans are really worried about at the moment. Mm. Um, yeah. Again, I will come on to that, but, uh, but for Forrest to go, to go to, to go to Oakwell and to, and to take really, even when they were behind reading a couple of match reports, they were never um, worried about it. They were never um, out of control and the goal. And eventually the, the openings came and they took their chances. Um it was a it, it was a good performance and a performance that has a few blues fans on Twitter and on uh, Facebook worried. Yeah. About the weekend.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. But yeah, the signs as I said at the top of the show of, of a real resurgence from Nottingham Forest. Very bad loss for Barnsley, though. You have to say it drags them right into the relegation battle. Now they're also on eight points, uh, but they're in twenty-first because their goal difference isn't as good as Forest's. Well,
1: I, I've, mm-hmm. I've, I've sung, I've sung uh Brennan Johnson's praises mm. on this show plenty of times. And I think him and Zinkenagle could be a real dynamic duo for Nottingham Forest. We really key to them uh shooting up the table and, and and finishing comfortably mid-table. Yeah, they're they're a they're a real real boost. And being able to bring on Alex Myton as well, a highly rated second yeah,
0: player to run to run at tired defenses and yeah clearly had an impact as well. Signs are, are starting to Things are starting to look okay for Forest, actually. All of a sudden, it's quite crazy how quickly things can change in this league. Uh, only a few weeks ago, we, we thought that they were really in, in it. But now, new manager, they look like a different side. Well, and, uh, let's let's be fair,
1: and fair to, the, to the Nottingham Forest board, because that's where a lot of problems are. They made the change very quickly. They weren't afraid to sack a big name, because, let's be honest, mm. of managers in the league... He probably was. He probably was that was was one of the biggest names. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Up there with Marco and Silva and um, probably, well, probably. Parker, maybe Ukanovic as well. Mm. I think you know they're probably the four highest profile managers. Mm. So they weren't afraid to just to cut them loose, and uh the they've reaped the the rewards so far. It would just be interesting to see if they do try to if they do bring in someone else if they. I mean, why would, why would they need to bring someone else in? They're getting the results. Mm. So for now, things have taken, a, have taken a positive turn at the city ground.
0: Yes, absolutely. And, and another positive turn uh, for a club that desperately needed it, uh, Derby County. Yeah. Uh, they beat Reading, which is a result I definitely did not see coming. It was Craig Forsyth's first half winner that sank in form Reading and sent Derby County's points tally back into positive numbers after their 12-point deduction. Jason Knight whipped in across to the back post, where left-back Forsyth floated a header, which dropped into the far corner. Uh, Debutant Rams goalkeeper Ryan also made a super stop to turn John Swift's powerful strike over the bar and deny the Royals an equaliser after the break. Uh, The hosts, who are still five points adrift, this match report is out of date, they are now seven points adrift uh, at the bottom of the championship, uh, wasted a raft of chances to wrap up the game and almost paid for it late on when Reading's Josh Lawrence Sent a free header inches wide It's only a one nil win, but you'll take them where you can get them when you're in that position any point you can get win. on the board it's it's a huge huge win isn't it?
1: and I think it's massive that you know the ten games ten games into the season they effectively started it with minus twelve points because they mm-hmm. did they got the deduction. I think it helped them that they didn't start with that. I think the fact that they started you know on 11 play level playing field. And they could just play their football, and then they were handed the dedu- the deduction when they'd already started playing the football they wanted to play. Um, has really helped them, and they're already into positive points.
0: Yeah, they've they've arrested that that decline quite quickly. They uh, have. Only, there's only seven points, and it's very very early days. It's very We've doable. Got, they've
1: got thirty eight games to go. 36
0: games left. 36 yeah, games
1: to go. Yeah, uh, that that's you know all you need is a decent run, and you can climb and, and you can climb up. With, you can get 10 points on someone else above you. Absolutely. And especially when you're down there, the teams you're around, you know, they don't tend to be winning too much. Mm. You know, one, two match days in a row is all you need to be one point away from safety. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. Why it, not? It's, 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 it's crazy that the, the way the show's started, we've talked po- very positive about Forest. We're now being quite positive about Derby. It seems like, Things are, are turning a little bit for these clubs. Um, although there has been news today that Derby, has been, they've been fined £5,000 for their players' conduct in their, the game against Sheffield Wednesday last weekend, which for a cash-strapped club... Uh, yeah, that's not going to help. Not, not going to help. Um, they've also had to lay off, I think, 20 members of staff at the club. So there is a lot going on in the background at Derby that is worrying. But this is a big win. And as you say, only seven points from safety with a long way to go. Uh, moving on then to a big win for the Baggies... It was a 4-0 win at Cardiff. This is a Cardiff side that I tipped to do well this season. I thought they'd they'd really kick on. Um, It's because the centre-backs aren't scoring. Uh, (laughs) West (laughs) Brom moved top of the championship by thrashing a woeful Cardiff City 4-0. Uh, in the Welsh capital. This was ahead of the Wednesday games, of course. Carlin Grant hammered Albion ahead in the fifth minute with a powerful effort from the edge of the penalty area. It was Curtis Nelson's calamitous own goal that doubled Albion's lead on a night when the Cardiff fans booed their side off the field at half time and full time. Alex Mowat crashed home a sumptuous third with 15 minutes remaining. And what a goal it was, by the way. Make sure you find it on Twitter. Uh, and Matt Phillips tapped home a fourth. Yeah, it's uh, it was a, a real vintage performance from Baggies, uh, and one that will, after a slight wobble, I think it's fair to say, a few draws and a few worrying results, it gets them back on track. Well,
1: they climb back to, to top of the table, don't they? Uh, they are joint top with uh, with Bournemouth. We will we will briefly touch on them, but I, I don't think they're one of the games that we're going to talk about too much no. on this episode today. But uh, I have seen that Malwick goal. What a goal! Yeah. Phenomenal strike from half
0: volley, yeah. It was, it was mad technique from outside the air yeah. of the box. Yeah.
1: And um, you said that um, look, I, I think it's really unfortunate for uh, for Cardiff City at the moment. I don't think they played particularly you can't say that they played that they didn't play badly when they lost 4-0, right? Mm. But they didn't play particularly poorly. They would just, you know, there's a a couple moments of brilliance. You know, there was an own goal. You said their centre backs aren't scoring. You were wrong. One of them did. A goal, just the uh, wrong end, but it's it's something. It's a goal. Goals a goal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think his manager would be saying the same thing. Um But look, I don't have too much to say on Cardiff. It's history, it's, you know. it's worrying though. I'm just you know looking at their form overall. Now they lost
0: one nil uh, to Coventry. They lost one nil to Bournemouth. Two sides that started well, but then they were beaten five one at Blackburn. And now four 0 at home uh, to, to West Brom. There's, it's, it's again. We know West Brom are a very good side, but it's the degree of the the margin of the loss that would be a concern. You know that if the fans are booing you, are the fans are going to would go in any any um, you know normal football fan that is a, that's been in the Championship for a while uh, at least from a Blues perspective, you you wouldn't expect to take on a side like West Brom and, and get too much from the game. A draw would be great, just a good performance. You want, want them to run them close. Uh, yeah. Make it difficult for them. It doesn't. It doesn't allow like that was the case, which is the, the worrying thing.
1: I think um, they need to. They need to sort themselves out, don't they? Really. I mean, mm. to not have a shot on target in ninety minutes is is poor. But West Brom controlled the game as West Brom liked to do. So I don't think they should be too harsh on themselves just yet. Mm. But there will be alarm bells ringing in the background, thinking about, you know, do we need to change something sooner rather than later? Mick McCarthy could be on the chopping block. Uh, oh, that's <laughs> uh, a big call.
0: Well, well, I mean, it's you never know. You never know in this league. All it takes is a, is a bad run. Um, moving on to another Welsh side, it was the Swans uh, that were beaten 3-1 by Fulham uh, on Wednesday evening. Um, it was Alexander Mitrovic who scored a first-half hat-trick as Fulham beat Swansea City 3-1 to climb to third in the Championship. Mitrovic made it 10 goals in nine club games so far this season. Uh, as Fulham ruthlessly exposed Swansea's deficiencies. Marco Silva's team er eased to a first victory in three league outings, despite Jamie Patterson pulling one back for Swansea, uh, who had their moments. A first defeat in five second-tier games leaves the Welsh club in 19th. So Fulham back at it after a bit of a wobble by their
1: standards. Um, Scary. They are scary again, I think. (laughs) Well, as you you said, right, uh, Swansea had their moments. And I, I still think Fulham look a bit fragile at the back. Uh, of course, this guy, I, I, I did watch this game on, uh, on, the, old, uh, on the old telly box. I, well, to be fair, I only watched the first half. Mm. And, uh, but that's all I needed to watch, apparently, because uh, all the action happened then, in terms of goal action anyway. And um, Fulham, of course, they were, they were really good. But, I mean, I think I do remember one of their goals should have been ruled out for offside. I think it was, it was a very narrow offside.
0: Right.
1: Mitrovic's second goal um, should have been ruled out for offside. And, uh, but you know, that's neither here nor there. Wouldn't mm-hmm. stand in the Premier League, but anyway, um, I might, I might be misremembering that though. They, they might, they might've had a goal that then got disallowed for offside. Right, I can't, no. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but um, yeah, it, it, it was a, it was a, the second half Fulham done what they needed to do. they, they killed They killed the game dead. Yeah. Um, which, while it's not all that pleasant for the fans, who cares? They got the three points. Most of the fans were. I've seen a lot of things going around on Fulham. Like there's fans that take Victoria sponges to the game and sit there with a glass of tea. Each of their own, they can chomp away. I'd much prefer a beer and a pie, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I mean,
0: you know, if that's. If, I mean, they're so used to, to bossing this league, aren't they, Fulham? Um, you know. They can probably and go but, but there's
1: ones. alarm bells for Swansea if we're talking about Cardiff Swansea Cardiff are still the best team in Wales somehow in <laughs> um, and I was really excited about Swansea this season yeah
0: um,
1: couple of couple of good sign-ins I mean obviously uh, Pirro is a, is a is a great great player great, uh, great striker but uh, Oliver and Cham uh, there's a lot of pundits that really like him on Sky and uh, I at, uh, he played for France's under twenty three. He's got quite a few um, caps for them, or under 21s even. Mm. Uh, played a lot of football for for Celtic, at a good level in 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 Europe as well. Yeah. But he just he hasn't adapted yet, and that's a that's a big problem because he's meant to be this kind of messiah for Swansea. He's meant to be the man that comes in and and forces them into uh, well, I mean in an ideal world forces them into a title challenge, but realistically probably a, a promotion challenge would have been expected at least um, with the, with the squad that they've got, they've got a good and they put out a good team. Mm. What's going wrong at Swansea? It's
0: difficult, isn't it? And yeah, you look at the, some of the other side like Michael, I've got Michael Abafemi in there as well. We know he's yeah, a good young striker. They're, they're going to, they're going to, something isn't quite working with Russell Martin Swansea. Um, you know, they're, they've, Played the three four two one a lot. Is it a matter of systems? It's that's a discussion we've had around Blues as well. Is the team starting to figure out and nullify the system a little bit? Is it the manager needs to start to tweak things a little bit and really earn his, his paycheck? You know, start to think a bit more about the team and how he's how he's uh, setting them up. They've got players that can do it at this level. You know, you look at players like uh, Jay Fulton, Jamie Patterson. Um, They've, they've got the players that can, that can perform at this level, but at the moment it's just not happening. They are two points uh, above the relegation zone, um, which is deeply, deeply concerning. Um, we're going to have to move on because time is against us. There was a five-goal thriller uh, between the Terriers of Huddersfield Town uh, and Blackburn Rovers. Uh, it was Danny Ward's double that helped Huddersfield Town end Blackburn Rovers' five-match-and-beaten run after a pulsating second half at the John Smith Stadium. Alex Vallejo hit a first-time shot into the bottom corner to give Town a deserved half-time lead. Joe Rothwell's slaloming 40-yard run teed up Ben Brereton-Diaz. There he is, to level from close range, but Ward's powerful header quickly restored Town's lead. Brereton-Diaz stroked in a hotly disputed penalty, but Ward headed in unmarked to win it late on. And it was the 84th minute, that winner, so that was very late on indeed. Um, Brereton-Diaz is still going strong, though. He has three goals in his last game, two goals in this one. Yes um he's he's back and he's on
1: fire. I believe he's the he's the first championship player this season to get into the team of the week on FIFA. Oh really? Uh yeah so and and his card I have to say looked absolutely disgusting. <laughs> um he's got lots of pace. Is it all yeah, about pace yeah, on yeah, the FIFA, it's, it's just pace. It's just pace which <laughs> with everything you want. I mean because me and you play FIFA Every mm. time I come up, we play a few yeah. FIFA, um, and the first thing we look for when we play a bit of random is: have we got wingers that are fast? Yeah, have yeah. we got some pace in it, and if we haven't, we look for fullbacks that might. be fun. <laughs> Yeah,
0: uh, just stick them uh, in anywhere.
1: <laughs> just put them up there, get them up the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. behind. Uh, but yes, I mean, this was a. Really, it's probably the game of the game of the match day. Mm. Uh, maybe that that's a fun thing to maybe do. That's a nice yeah. thing. game of the match day. You get the raw blue podcast seal of. <laughs> approval um but Huddersfield really needed this win and this is a win that, that I didn't see coming and that's and we've said that a few times on this show uh not only this week but going back a few weeks and that's what I love about the championship how unpredictable it really is mm. a lot of the times I like because when I when I'm at work I work in a, in, a, in a little boozer um like even tonight I'll be putting on the West Brom Stoke game Everyone's No one's going to know who that is because no one down here watches the championship. <laughs> um, but I explained to them why the championship is better than the Premier League. I get a lot of sideways looks and <laughs> rolls. But uh, I'm right. They're wrong because mm. the championship is amazing. Absolutely. And this game proves it improves uh, it. Blackburn Rovers on a roll, really, in really good form. They've got one of the best players in the championship right in hot form as well. And um, despite that, Huddersfield, who were slipping, found a result at the John. Is it called the John Smith Stadium? It is indeed. Yeah, you're absolutely right. They
0: they just had a, they lost two 0 to Forest, then one nil to Swansea, and then all of a sudden this this performance came out of somewhere.
1: <laughs> mental, mental. But they are. But I mean, for Huddersfield, we talked about them slipping. They are still seventh, mm. level on points with Blackburn. Yeah. You know they're they're right up there still. It's,
0: it's really really interesting because on our last show we talked about a slight gap starting to appear. There were three there are three points between sixth and seventh. That gap's vanished. There is no gap anymore.
1: <laughs> well, there isn't a gap because luckily luckily for well luckily for neutrals sixth and seventh happened to play against each other and seventh mm. came out on top, which keeps it interesting and also closes the gap for everybody else as well. So yeah. QPR Luton who have there are only three points off of sixth place now. You know, so
0: yeah, it's it's uh, it's bizarre, isn't it? The, the picture is constantly changing, which is why I think on the show we like to touch base with the table so much because it's it's well, difficult it to remember the context of everything. The show is changing, yeah.
1: Because you know, I mean, blues we've slipped down to what fourteenth or fifteenth? Oh God, let's not think about it.
0: <laughs> I think we're actually fifteenth now, aren't
1: we? Oh God. Well, y- look, I mean, we'll get onto it, but that <laughs> is, we'll get onto it. We'll get on. We're not going to be too. We're not going to be too bleak about it.
0: No, we're not. We're not. We're not. Um, yeah, and I think just to quickly touch base on the, some of the other fixtures, then, because uh, yeah, we've we've got to move into the blues section of the show, the slightly truncated uh, midweek episode that you're getting today. Um, Peterborough got a very good point uh, against Bournemouth. That was a nil-nil draw. Um, it looked to me like, this, in terms of the stats, it was a very similar game to the way that um, in the way that Peterborough set up against West Brom, but of course West Brom late on nicked that one and, and got the win. It seems like Peter reviews that as a bit of a, a barometer to take on those those sides. That's the blueprint, um, and they got a very very credible point. It moves them up to eight points. Peterborough, uh, they're only in the relegation zone due to goal difference. They're on minus ten. Barnsley are on minus six, and Nottingham Forest are on minus three. Um, so signs of life for Peterborough. Um, I, th- I think it's it's all to play for. Bournemouth, of course, will be disappointed. They're uh, they well they sort of. Slipped to second place, if you can call it that. They're only they're only in second place because of goal difference. Three goals uh, worse off than West Brom there, um, but yeah, a, a very good point for Peterborough and starting to show some organisation and defensive side of the game that will grind them out some points this season.
1: Yeah, it will. And against teams that that like to try and attack, kind of free flow attack, that's uh, that's going to be super important. And then it will be against other teams around them that that will be the kind of thing that they can use to, to build off, you know, get a counter-attack goal here and there, mm. nick a couple of points. Yeah,
0: definitely, definitely. Uh, moving on swiftly then to Middlesbrough's 2-0 win over Sheffield United. Just when it seemed like Sheffield United were getting going, uh, <laughs> it's it's not quite happened for them. Um, it was goals from uh, Watmore and McNair there that got uh, Neil Warnock's men the three points. Uh, Middlesbrough up to 11th uh, on 12 points, um whereas Sheffield United uh well they're also on 12 points they're on they're in 12th position they're right smack bang in the middle of the table um Sheffield United they they look like they got going a little bit in their last five uh three wins and two draws um Middlesbrough are out of form three losses in their last five but it's a big win for Neil Warnock's men they've got over the line
1: it is a big win and uh I'm really uh I'm really happy for Warnock because I love Neil Warnock. We love Neil (laughs) Warnock. And it was a Neil Warnock masterclass. Mm. Um, I don't want to say his name too much because he might appear. (laughs) Actually, that would be cool, actually. Um, (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I mean, look, you're kind of just still figuring out the best way to use this Sheffield United side. I think their results that have come from in the previous games have, have mostly just been based on the fact that they've got superior quality, but they came up against a really well-organised, well-drilled Middlesbrough side that have some, some quality in there as well. Some, some really good players. Um, they've actually got a player on the bench. I'm pretty sure he's a new signing. Um, yeah. James Leia Siliki He didn't come on. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's a... Uh, they signed mm. him for Stad Rene. Mm. Uh, and he's a... He's a he's a really good central midfielder, a really good option. Uh, but because I, I, I've, I've watched some of his old stuff. Um, I remember watching some stuff on Stab Renee because they were playing Tottenham,
0: mm.
1: who I'm rather closely affiliated to. Mm. Um, and uh, a lot of their, a lot of the things had him in it. And I remember thinking before Tottenham played, was he going to like, Oh God, that, that man's going to cause us problems. But then I found out he gone to Middlesbrough and I was very confused, what how uh, Middlesbrough had managed to uh, to mm. Maybe want to to get on FIFA career mode and have a look at. Oh, like, yeah, great, great one for career mode. Great the new FIFA it. is out today. While it we're is out recording, today. we're recording this on the Friday. Yeah, and I am going to edit this as quickly as possible. So yeah, it's out before the game tonight because that would be ideal. Yeah. Um but actually, that's all
0: I'm all I'm thinking about is FIFA at the moment.
1: Uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's also payday for me. Oh, well, there you so go. It's, the lined stars are lined. Lined it's lined up quite well. <laughs> and it's my birthday month. Well, yeah, you've got to treat yourself. Treat yourself. I'm tempted so. to wait. I'm tempted to wait to to see how much I get for my birthday. Because right. 21st, by the way. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, if depending on how much I get, I might be able to... I'd, I'd have to help myself, but uh, I might have to get... I might have to just, just go for a, a PS5, you know? Whoa, that's a big shout. Because uh, I suppose you I've been an Xbox man, right? Mm. But I'm sick of them. <laughs> I want I want a, I want a, I want to transfer. I've put in a formal transfer across. Yeah, the- come and
0: join the PlayStation fam, mate. That's what it's all about. Thought- Cuz I, I, I
1: think the biggest advantage you have whenever I play you is the fact that you play PlayStation and I play Xbox. So <laughs>
0: the excuses are coming up. I look, I, I think actually the last time we played, you you seem to be improving a bit. It was worrying me slightly. I could sense that there's yeah, to be
1: more... fair, you've been you've been super busy, right? In your in your personal life, you're changing jobs and stuff. Yeah, yeah. You've been super busy. Whereas I, well, I have also been busy with with my new venture, mm. just waiting on some investments. So I, I'm in a little gap at the moment. I'm filling my time by playing FIFA. The old is, <laughs> 21. Ah,
0: actually. so that. Well, I'm I'm hoping that FIFA 22, as I say, which drops today. It sounds like we're we're, we're promoting it, but I'm I'm just excited. Um, we're it, only promoting maybe, it on PlayStation. Yeah, yeah, only get it on PlayStation. By the on way. PlayStation that's, it, that's the place to get it. That's the place PlayStation to, is the place to be. That's the place to get it. Um, <laughs> Hopefully, FIFA 22 resets it a little bit and makes things a bit more, uh, Absolutely. Uh, you know, so so that it's a level playing field again. Before you learn about like, what the OP like shots are and you know who the, who oh, what the best players videos? are, I've already
1: see some videos? Don't worry. And luckily, <laughs> there's, so there's a. Uh, we're not going to go into it. We haven't got the time. No, we do need to move on. So what games haven't haven't we done? So How- I was just going to mention.
0: Sorry that um, Millwall got the one 0 win over Bristol City, uh, which is their first win in six games. Uh, who's 0 up to 14th all of a sudden. Um, So they are looking good. Bristol City slipped to 10th, uh, only on 13 points. Uh, A good win for Rowitz men. Um, I don't think there's much more to say about the. We'll we'll reel these off quickly because we are at time for this section. Uh, Preston North End getting a good draw against Stoke City. Uh, It's a fifth successive draw for them, though. (laughs) Draw specialist Preston. Um, there are 15th with 11 points. Uh, Stoke, it actually that point actually saw them on the night climb to, uh, to four. Just,
1: just very quickly as well, just going back to Millwall, finally mm-hmm. they don't draw, finally they turn a game into a win.
0: That's what it's about, think I think. That. Yeah, keep keep yeah. games tight and then you've got to find a way to turn them. That's it. Uh, Hull City, score, managed to score a goal, which is good, but it was only enough for a draw um, uh, to Blackpool. Um, it was Tom Eves that rescued a draw for the Championship Strugglers. It was a late equaliser. Uh, they're actually down to 10 men hole, but only for the last 10 minutes. So can you describe it as a 10-man performance if it's only for the last 10 minutes of a game? Well,
1: being that their goal <laughs> came after the red but Cup, I suppose that's
0: true. That's true. Very I think, true.
1: I mean, it, it's so weird. You see, you do see it every now and again where a team goes down to 10 men and they actually really improve. Yeah. almost like everyone else around them goes, oh, now we've actually got to play 100%. Mm, and they do, it. and 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 the opposition get caught out. But yeah, yeah. the I'm sure the KCon was was uh, however many people were in there were ecstatic when uh, when Tom Eaves found the back of the net.
0: Eaves? yeah, Tom Eaves, yeah, he's oh, um,
1: that was a guess by the way. I oh, nice. That's not mate.
0: That's knowledge. That's not guessing. That's knowledge. <laughs> that there's obscure knowledge in there that I don't. <laughs> like. He's up to. Uh, they're up to six points. Hull um, still in twenty third position. Um, yeah, tough season in, in store for them, but for you know a late equaliser and a point, it might give them a platform to, uh, to build from. Uh, Blackpool, 16th position, 12 yeah. points. I think they'll be happy with that. Identical um, record as
1: Birmingham City.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting one, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and speaking of Blues, we will be talking about them very, very shortly. Um, so yeah that that rounds up the other fixtures I don't think there's anything you'd like to add Joe uh
1: no let's uh let's let's chuck the jingle in and get into blues
0: great yeah well let's get into the blues game uh, after this break
1: so we're on to the blues section Alex yeah and well thank God for you that it was your wife's birthday because uh, it wasn't a great performance. A lot of the traveling blues fans wouldn't have been too happy about it. Mm. But one thing I will say, first of all, even when we were two goals down uh, the, the atmosphere in the away end was unbelievable. Mm. Uh, every single blue nose was, uh, was, was, was unreal. There was a guy behind me who just kept singing and singing and singing, coming <laughs> up with songs that no one had ever heard before. And, um, it was it was uh it was really fun i uh i went with a with the owner of a birmingham city fan account on instagram and that is at lynchfield underscore tanworth underscore blue noses uh his name's harry matthews uh he's a really nice guy really knows his stuff about blues as well uh he's uh, he's not got many followers let's try and uh let's try and help him out yeah um really consistent at posting as well like really consistent way more than we are um oh, God, I think I've done like one post on our instagram in the last uh in the last like two weeks um but that I'll put that down to poor performances on the pitch yeah um yeah. but let's get into the game at Loftus Road uh really the weather described the performance for blues uh mm-hmm. raining heavily it was poor um but it's easy to say that it was poor because we lost 2-0. We didn't have a shot on target. And that's, that's we, I'm just going to get straight into it. The issue with Blues now, beyond the game, beyond the dressing room, beyond whatever, is putting the ball in the back of the net. A shot on target is all we needed, right? Because even, look, we would have cheered a shot on target as like a goal. Seriously. We, and i tell you what, after, when Juki came on, Juki looked really bright. Mm. He looked really good. But he came on and he was doing that. They're doing that weird thing where he, he drifts kind of out wide and that's where he's got the ball. And then by the time a cross comes in, they're just searching for Hogan. And then Shucks and Eke came on. Didn't do much at all. Not really. Too, in fact, when Shucks and Eke come on, there's a few Blues fans that d- just groaning and groaning at it. And yeah. I can't say I blame them too much. Um, Blues controlled the game pretty well. I felt and certainly we started brighter and uh, Lee Bowyer said in, uh, in an interview afterwards, it may have even been on the blues channel mm-hmm. um, that the difference between Birmingham and QPR on the night was one man. And that man was Ilyas chair clinical. The first goal Mark Roberts was at fault. Mm-hmm. I've uh, I just like to point out, uh, Matthias Sarkic made a brilliant save in the first half and, um, in fact, because when when I mean side I didn't even know he had a song yet, uh, and I can't say I remember exactly what it was.
0: Oh.
1: But uh, we were singing his name to the tune of something. Um, <laughs> I did, I did a few to drink as well. well he, he deserves it. So yeah, he does. It, he? And a lot, a lot of uh, blues fans are saying it. We need to do whatever we can to, to you know, everyone's talking about Chong on loan. Mm. Try and get him permanently if we can. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I don't see why we wouldn't because he's not going to get into the team at Wolves. No. Um, you know, that's not saying that he's not good enough. I mean, he's not.
0: But um, well, I mean, they're, they're on a different different level, aren't they? they, they? Are. They're,
1: they're, yeah, they're, they're, they you know, they've, and they've got Jose Sarr and they've got John Ruddy, who are, who are both very good goalkeepers. So they're, they're not worried about, about Matias Sarkic, who's 24 now. So he should be thinking about playing regular football between yeah. the, between the sticks. It's getting, to the point where you stop calling him a young goalkeeper and start calling him a starter. Mm. And he's proven it. He's proven it. He's, he's, he's doing well. The first goal, Ilias Chair cut in on his on his right foot. Uh, yeah, I think he sat down. Who did he sit down? I think he maybe may have sat down um, Ivan Sunic, Um, And then a right-footed shot. Mark Roberts tried to block it with his head. Uh, mm. And it flicked off the top of his head. And that took it over the outstretched glove of Matthias Sarkic. Right. Okay. Um, and the second goal was quite similar. Ilyas chair down the left hand side comes in on his right, finishes it, uh, finishes it comfortably. Not too much that Sarkic could have done with that one either. Mm. Um, I've not got too much to say about the actual game itself, to be honest. Yeah. with you. Mm. Um, It was. It just wasn't. Something's not right. Yeah. You know. It's time to stop pretending that that, that it's just a blip. But also I've been reading on, you know, there's a lot of fans out there that are just reminding some other fans that are getting carried away. Remembering, you know, we're a team that don't run on the same budget as Mm -hmm. some other teams in in the league. We don't have the same strength in depth and quality in depth as other teams. Mm -hmm. And I've seen a few people saying, why aren't we trying to bring through some of the under 23 boys and giving them a chance? because it would change something up. I even remember I was, there was some murmurs about the fitness of Ryan Woods going into this game. Was Job Bellingham going to get a start? Wow. That was a rumour <laughs> that Job, I don't know who started that. Um, he didn't. Was this pub talk, pre-match pub talk after a few beers? It, it, was it was pre-match walking to the pub talk. Oh, I see, right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And uh, from a from a guy who was actually born in Alva Church. nice guy. Oh, um, yeah, okay. Can't remember his name at all. He bought me a couple of pints. So I bought him a couple of yeah. pints. Um, <laughs> he was. We need to bring. We need something, We need something fresh, right? Yeah. We're not going to in January. We're not going to bring in loads of signings unless we sell. Um, but uh, so we need to think about the youth team because the youth team are doing well. They're in the. Uh, they're in. Uh, pl2 which is yep. the uh, which is the highest level you can get to mm-hmm. uh, in England and even the under 18s are flying at the moment uh, as well uh, so I don't think we should be uh, and lebo Lee is not too I don't know how I don't know his track record for bringing you through mm. but maybe it's something you should think about um, and one thing I will say as well uh, I think it was Maxim Conan's worst performance and to Heath Chong's worst performance.
0: Right.
1: Um, so far. And uh, we will get on to. Sp- Let's just quickly do Stars and Stinkers now. <laughs> get it um, out of the way. <laughs> my, star, my star is Matthias Sarkic. Uh, mm-hmm. Made a good save, not too much he could have done about the goals. Um, a couple of wayward kicking as well, you know. A couple of goal kicks that just went out for throw ons and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But that's yeah. nitpicking at this point because there wasn't too many stars to pick from. No. Uh, if I had to pick two, then the other one would be Juki.
0: As that's well. why I was going to. I was going to pick Juki. Yeah, yeah. I think when he came on, it it seemed to to mix things up a little bit. Look bright, lot full of energy, winning yeah. winning all his flick ons as he always does. But it's difficult coming on, isn't it? If if the pattern of the game is already set, it's difficult to disrupt that too much. Um, it, it is. And yeah. I've got... Two- I just wonder, uh, before we do stinkers, I just wonder, is there not an argument to be made here that we just need to go to a more simple system and just use Bella on the
1: one wing and Graham on the other and just get crosses into the box well, Why, haven't, go we back to, more, more, why don't haven't we know, used more... I don't more? know. I have not know. We haven't given him a single chance yet to, to show what he
0: can do. In the cup game, <laughs> he delivered a few very, very good balls into the box. Um, and I think him on the one wing and Bella on the other, if you've got Jukovic in there, maybe with a Hogan or a Dini, um, to, to pick those balls up or, or to, to loiter and, and poach, that could be really effective. And I, there's got to be a change up in the system. And, and you're absolutely right. The change up has to be to affect things at the top end of the pitch. Um, we've yeah. we've got to be more clinical. We've got to find a way to score goals um, because Roberts and Dean, they make mistakes and we will concede. So we need to find a way to score goals. <laughs> That's the bottom yeah, and line. It's,
1: it's interesting. You mention uh, Roberts and Dean there because, uh, in my mark Roberts is is my is 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 one of my stinkers another poor performance from him I don't think he would have played if Pederson was, mm. was fit Pedersen was fit Pederson would have been on the left of Dean and then Dion Sanderson who had a good game actually Dion Sanderson yeah. Yeah. um another one who could very comfortably be one of the stars mm. uh control he was very composed on the ball there's a couple of moments where he um he where he seemed trapped and he done it like a nice little drop of the shoulder. And he got away from the, uh, from the pressing uh, QPR front line, which was mm-hmm. really, really nice and refreshing to see from a blue center back. Um, yes. Yeah, so I, I, but for me, Mark Roberts wouldn't have played if Pedersen was fit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my, my stinker. And we've refrained from putting him in stinkers so far. Uh, but and we still love him, but, Troy Deeney is my is my stinker this yep. season this, this, for this game.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Everything he'd done, he seemed to give the ball away every time he had it. I don't think he completed a single take on, and I know he's not going to be the man to te- to do take ons. Mm. But you'd think against less mobile centre backs, he'd 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 beat one or two every now and again. And and one thing that you would certainly think he'd do is, if nothing else, he'd he'd, he'd get shots away. And He didn't. So Troy, yeah. we still love you, and you're gonna bring a lot to the side. Hmm. And Tommy Mooney, if you're listening, I'm sorry to put him in there. <laughs> but Troy, you must think up.
0: Yeah, I, I it's a difficult one, isn't it? I've read a few opinions after the game and just little things that like Troy will make a run that won't get spotted, or he's his movement. It, it's it's that simpatico, isn't it? Building that understanding between players. It still seems like there's a bit of work to be done there. It's it's his Perhaps That's anticipating a great the ball. Board, but, uh, uh, great. Thank you very much. My English degree really pays for itself. Um, <laughs> it's, it's it's one of those where, you know, perhaps he's he's used to, clearly he's been at Watford for a long time, he's used to a higher standard of service, uh, getting the ball earlier, getting the ball into areas uh, where it can be more effective. So that there's clearly a, it's still an adjustment period. And I think that there's all this early excitement over Troy Deeney. I think his, his fitness has clearly improved a bit. I think it's safe to say from, from when he first came to the, the club. But the pressure of being a blue nose and playing for Birmingham, I think we just need to ease off a little bit and give him a little bit more time to... Because a man of his quality, he, I think Troy Deeney will come good. But it's, it's building the system a bit more and tweaking the system to suit him um, and to get him the service that, that he needs. Um, if I had to pick a stinker, I think only because of his own high standards i have put Chung in there because I think he yes, has a Yeah, You yeah, yeah. know how good he is and he ha- I think by his high standards this has to go down as a steamroller performance. I think, I think,
1: I think he's, he's because he's played so much now mm. we need to because uh, I've got no doubt he'll play against uh, he'll play against Forest at the weekend mm. which we're not going to we're not going to preview it too much no. um, but I, I am worried about it I'm not going to lie Um <laughs> Just to just to throw a score prediction out there, I think we might lose 2-0. Again, two 0 again. Oh, okay, okay, two 0 or three one, um, and three one's hopeful because that's assuming that we a score a goal. Anyway, let's not be too glum. Um, I know we've got to wrap up pretty uh, pretty swiftly as well, um, but yeah, have you got anything else really to add? No, I was going to just say that. Um... Yeah,
0: clearly Trung has played a lot of football, and the way that he plays, the high energies, constantly running, it's 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 one that Bowyer needs to manage really, because he is a key player. We need to find a way to keep him fit and at his best. You know, giving him sixty minutes here, then giving him a rest, and then come on for twenty minutes at the end and be more effective in another game. Is he's got to really manage that because he, the way that he plays, I don't think he can play Wednesday. Uh, well, Tuesday night certainly midweek, and then weekend, and then midweek again. You know, there, there needs yeah, to be. No, it's,
1: it's, well, well. That's something that he'll that he'll probably develop later in the mm. season, but you've got to manage it early on. You know, you can't be expecting him to to jump straight in and and be able to play every minute of every game. Yeah. Um. I'm not sure. I doubt who. I I, I doubt he's going away with the Netherlands national team, but I I wouldn't be surprised if he's going away with an under 21 side. Yeah. That's um. Nice, yeah uh i don't i'll have a look into that maybe see if there's any uh, squad announcements or anything but yeah, um yeah. if he doesn't go away it could be kind of the perfect opportunity to to uh to regenerate kind of rejuvenate himself should i yeah. say yeah. yeah definitely come back come back a bit a bit stronger
0: yeah, there's no doubt that, that that is another question mark as well, isn't it? In all of this, is how do you develop a system that also means Chong can express himself? There's hmm. a few headaches for Bowie. I think the formation change seems like it's the way to go for me, as we as we mentioned on the last show, a four-two-three-one, maybe something like that, but. And, and getting Riley McGree involved as well, because why can't
1: McGree come in and, and, and absorb Riley some of those McGree minutes? Really, and you know what, that's one thing I didn't mention. Riley McGree, when he came on, was was brilliant as well. Yeah, yeah. He, he he was really composed on the ball, and he actually played a couple of really nice passes, out like spreading the play out to Bella. Ryan Wood's done it as well, a lot, as we expect from him. But then when Bella got the ball, he was completely isolated. He didn't have anyone in the box to get it to. And then when Juki came on, for some reason, we weren't getting the ball out wide anymore. We were trying to play it to feet.
0: Yeah, yeah. So
1: again, quite similar to when took Karanka, I don't was in. I don't think we're maybe utilising the strength that we have. But let's just let's see how it plays out against Forest, and then after that, maybe we'll maybe we'll do a slightly longer episode during the international break. Try and flush out some some deep rooted problems at um, mm. at Blues. I think that'll probably be the way the way forward when there's no. Um, when there's no club football to talk about, but uh, but anyway, I think it's so, time so just up. yeah. I think we'll we'll wrap up just
0: with uh, with predictions for the Forest game. So you said two 0
1: I, I think two. I think two 0 Forest.
0: Two 0 Forest. It is worrying that the resurgence that we've seen from them, um, you know, since Steve Cooper came in, they've they've had a, a one one draw with Mill and, and the win at Barnsley. I think we need to go back to basics. Make it a physical tight game. I'm going to go one, one. I think we'll nick a goal. And I think that that will give us a bit of a boost because we've not scored in three games now. Uh, so I think getting on the score sheet will be important, but also trying to keep it tight. One, um, one for me. We'll
1: take a draw. I, uh, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. So <laughs> guys, remember follow uh, Lynchfield underscore Tamworth underscore blue noses as well. Literally while we've been recording, he's a, uh, he's, he posted uh, about the October fixtures and, uh, yeah, that's uh that's everything from us. Uh, yeah, sorry, and of course sorry, so. what I, said, I did have a little recording from Loftus Road as well. Oh, right. Um, that I that I was going to put into the edit. I'm not now, only because there's there's quite a bit of profanity in the background and right. myself as well. um So I think we'll leave that one. Uh, we'll leave that out. Especially uh, radio friendly like, content. Especially professionals. Well, that's why I'm leaving. That's why I'm leaving it out. Pretending I mean, to. I, yeah. I actually feel bad for Harry for Harry Matthews as well, the runner of. Of, uh, of uh, Lynchfield Blue noses, um, because uh, I said to him, "Do you want to be on the pod and uh, right. uh, to record to record his score prediction before the game?" And uh, and he he texted me, "Going, oh, you're going to put that in the pod?" And I said, "Oh mate, I, ca- I can't. There's too much. There's too much swearing." <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, we will get guests, guests, fan guests on. Yes, point in the in the future. Maybe that's another thing to think about during the um, during the international break. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, until until the next time, we'll wrap up with a very familiar. Keep well, hang on, we've not done our social our
0: socials yet. So if you're listening, what about our socials? People need to follow us on Twitter oh, and Instagram. Oh, that was being professional then. I thought I wrapped that up really nicely. You did, you did. But we've you, got to make sure people, if you are listening and you're enjoying the pod, do follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Royal Blue Pod. Uh, you can also email us. Uh, Joe knows what the email address is. Royal blue
1: Podcast at gmail.com. And even if you're not enjoying it, follow us anyway.
0: We yeah, just just hurl abuse at us. We're just we Don't just worry. need the numbers. Don't we worry. need love the them. numbers.
1: Any Coventry fans out there? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Twisting the knife. Well, we shouldn't get too lucky. I mean, you know, looking at the table. Anyway. Uh, yeah, we can wrap up then. Fantastic. Uh, thank you all for joining us for a slightly shorter midweek show. Uh thank you, Joe, for your uh for well, getting on with the QPR game and figuring out a way to to enjoy it, even though it sounds like it wasn't a particularly enjoy it,
1: actually. The fans yeah. are brilliant.
0: Yeah, well that's it. That's what it's all about with the,
1: the And the QPR fans were awful, by the way. Yeah. Yes, even at 2-0 up. Fun. I mean, first of all, the stadium was half empty, and even at 2-0 up, it was you couldn't really? hear, couldn't couldn't hear they weren't they they weren't singing at all. There was just one there was one guy with a with a uh, sombrero a blue sombrero on and that weird mixy thing and we just and and the um the, the blues fans on our side kept chanting a word at him that um means someone who likes people who aren't yet of age
0: uh right well i think uh that's yes that's made that very clear i think i've seen that sombrero guy there when i've been to loftus road
1: i, or I, see, I, on I remember being there because i've only ever been to two blues away games and both of them are qpr away <laughs> um and both of them QPR scored twice. Well, the less said about that, the the better, I think. Uh, and with that,
0: uh, we will say up. goodbye and we'll wrap up. And as as you said, Joe, we'll wrap up with the usual.
1: Keep right on. I've already said it. Oh.